Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers podcast. I am with my guy, Matt Welty. Hi, I'm here. I'm still alive. And of course, my man, Brendan Dunn unscathed feeling energetic feeling you know feeling a lot of ways are you you got a hat on today i never see you with a hat <sighs> this big mane of mine is looking a little untamed so i had to kind of try and get it under control you know I'm, I'm proud of my hair but it's under the hood today mine is unruly i'm wondering if like has anyone you know done house calls no right too risky at this point still i'm not going there joe lapuma definitely has like the male ig thought hat on right now God. Where's that hat from, Joe? It says privacy, please. It's from a fancy hotel, right? It's from the Standard in L.A., yeah. Okay. How'd you know that? Too fancy for me. No. The Standard's not that fancy. I love the Standard, but it's not that fancy. Trust me. It's, okay. It's right on Sunset. That's where the crew stays a lot when uh, we're in L.A. shooting sneaker shopping. Man, a couple more episodes of The Last Dance are out. We, we have to address one thing. Wealthy sources did not come through this week. No, they didn't. No, they did not. He's he's one for two. Yes, one for two. Here's why I'm bringing it up. So we mentioned on the last week of the podcast, Wealthy did have some good sources telling him there was going to be a surprise Jordan drop to go with the first two episodes of The Last Dance on Sunday. He was right. They had it at 9 p.m. Eastern. He said it was going to happen again this week. I sent a taunting text to someone at Jordan Brand who didn't know about the last one or told me they didn't know. And now I look like an idiot. So I'm putting it all on Matt Welty. We put it, uh, our trust in, in the in the bearded <laughs> god, and he, he bricked yeah. it. What happened, Welty? The cook group? What's it called? No, it, uh, I had gotten word that there may have been a exclusive access on an Air Jordan 1 on the sneakers app, and it just didn't happen. Also, though, that week I did get a bit of the scoop on the skunk dunks dropping at a certain time. You got scoops. That's true. Should we keep score? You're one for two on the Jordan thing, but two for three, I guess, scoops overall in the past week. Yeah. Are you one for three on the internet this week or <laughs> what? What's the batting average? You see zero for 10 on Twitter. Oh, man. You had an interesting week on the internet. You had a take that didn't go over well, doubled down on it. The good thing about this podcast is it is a platform to where we could address things every week without having it to live in like 140 or 160 characters. Yeah. So if you haven't heard, bring our audience up to speed. We're probably going to discuss it more in length during mm-hmm. the episode, but just to set the stage for it, there was a debate on the internet this weekend about who made Air Force Ones cool, Nelly or ASAP Rocky. I think a lot of like OG sneaker heads kind of had a take that, hey, it was neither of them, right? Like they weren't the person that made Air Force Ones originally pop. A lot of people think it's Jay-Z, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's kind of, 
Or if you want to go further back, people think it's Hustlers, right? Like before Jay. So Angel Diaz, complex employee of Joe Budden fame. Oh, um, come on. No, Angel <laughs> Diaz of complex editorial yeah. fame. Go no, ahead. that's yeah. what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some of you guys may know him from the viral uh, Joe Budden clip went on saying like Nelly was never cool like around me like a lot of y'all were wearing like vocal back in the day and then I don't think he got taken down but he got like attacked by like a lot of people for that take I probably should have read into it more because I was just never a big Nelly fan growing up he was a little too pop for me Mm -hmm. um but in my traditional fashion of oversimplifying thoughts where I should probably think them out more for just to get a good tweet I was like if you thought Nelly was cool you weren't cool which, you know, was way too simplified of a thing and, you know, a little too much. And I got like attacked on Twitter from it, just like from like from the most like random people. It wasn't like, you know, any like big name people like calling me out. It was just like the Twitter mobs. Like there were a couple people. blue checks, right? There were a couple blue, blue checks bl- in your mentions. What, what does a blue check mean if I have more followers than they do? Oh, boy. Um, Wait, what, do you think this was your biggest Internet scandal recently? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That happened, and then, you know, it was whatever. It was late. I shouldn't have even, like, tweeted it. And then I sent out another tweet kind of referencing the KRS battle oh, yeah, that Nelly had. Down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yep. And then people, were like, got mad at me for that. People got mad. Interesting, though, because we can get into it. KRS-One actually tapped by Nike for the Air Force One song classic mm-hmm. with Kanye West. And right. Never forget. The 25th anniversary, right? Yeah, so he had some sort of actual say in that tune as far as the official storytelling goes. But, you know, got attacked. Um, I never delete tweets, but I was just I like, was surprised, not... bro. I was yeah. very surprised because here's this is what I will say. I disagree. I thought Nelly was super cool. When I was in Yukon, it was like when the Nelly boom was happening and like yeah. I was definitely a big fan. So I disagreed with your take. However, it is like the most on brand Matt Welty type of tweet and type <laughs> of whole situation. But I woke up Saturday and the tweet was deleted. I was like, there's no way he deleted it. And you did delete it. Yeah, it was just, I, I never do it. And like, you know what? Just the mentions were crazy. I just hit um, the mute button. Yeah, I probably I probably should have done that. I didn't even think. I was just like, you know what? This is stupid. Like, it's not the hill I want to die on. You right, know? right. And you're not um, dead. Yeah, I'm not yeah, dead. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't kill me. Um, Hairline is even thicker than last yeah. week. So, you yeah, know. I got the fucking like Dan Bilzerian beard going on. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't really worth it and i was just like you know what screw it because my mentions were just nuts and like the sort of things i was getting said to in my mentions which i don't even want yeah. to go, go into is just like uh, it's not even an argument like worth right worth happening and then i think i thought it was gone and then atatf the atlanta sneaker shots to reset. them though they're ogs yeah and they're like everyone's can have their opinion but this one doesn't sit right with me mm-hmm. and they and they posted my tweet and then I made a couple comments to people in there, but like nothing. I didn't say anything crazy. I was just thought, yeah. said, hey, I thought Jay Z was more influential than Nelly. Can we talk about one forgotten influencer on the Air Force One? How about Anna Wintour this week? We saw that. Oh. Uh, we saw that photo of her going jogging. I think it was a Colin Kaepernick Air Force Ones. Okay. Oh yeah. What a random photo. Who's jogging in Air Force Ones? Yeah, that's definitely not functional. That's not safe. And it's not even like one of those lunar ones, right? It's just like a regular. No, I don't get it, man. I need to get back out here running, man. I've been a little lazy the past couple of days, guys. B, that's bullshit because I called you Saturday morning, didn't answer, him, and it was early, and I was like, oh, Dunn has to be up. He called back like an hour later. 
He's like, yeah, I just did my 14 miles. So he has no, 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 no. That was a little six mile run. So it, oh, okay, and I and I haven't been out since then. I was going actually. Funny story to pick up a watch from a friend so I could actually start timing my runs. I'm not going to say what brand the watch is because they didn't send me a free one. So if, if that watch brand wants to send me a free running watch. Then I will mention the name. But yeah, I, I haven't been out since. I woke up at like 6 a.m. this morning with plans to, and I didn't follow through. I need to figure out a regimen. I need to figure out a schedule or something like that. So then Welty goes through his thing, and then I wake up Sunday, and like that viral <laughs> video of the uh, sneaker shopping checkout um, oh, pri- yeah. price comparison goes goes viral. And I was like, Should we man, talk about what? that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, here's the thing about that. It was actually a what, funny. What was it? They were kind of lampooning everybody who checked out in episodes of sneaker shopping and saying the prices were way too high at Stadium yeah. Birds and Flight Club. And it was actually a funny piece of content. The thing I would say, though, is like contextually, some of the shoes at different times, the prices vary, obviously. So they were taking like the lowest StockX price and then comparing it to what the celebrity actually paid. And, you know, contextually, you can't really change people's minds as to, well, if you look at it like this, but the stores don't really set the prices. The people do. And, you know, Don, I think it was you who said when you walk in those stores, like that's... That's the experience. Yeah, they're not retail stores. And we know StockX is going to be cheaper a lot of yeah. time. By the way, peace to everybody who got laid off at StockX. Right. That's rough, man. Yeah, it was crazy. And I think a lot of people know too, you know, talking to resellers that if you want to get a shoe off for the high... You go to like Stadium Goods or Flight Club. Yeah, anytime I'm selling an expensive pair of shoes, I go to Flight Club. I do list a lot of stuff on StockX, but that's just like the cheaper stuff. By the way, I, I know I've pissed off a lot of people at StockX too, asking questions around there. But I really do genuinely feel for anybody who lost their job in these recent round of layoffs. That's so rough. Absolutely, it seemed a little uh, not shady, but a little like opportunist, like the layoffs. Like I know that things are going on with Corona and all that, but to kind of like. They threw the word Corona in mm. to the press release where Scott Cutler, the mm. new CEO who took over for Luber. for Josh Luber, kind of threw it in there as kind of like, oh, you know, as coronavirus is going on, but it didn't say that it's necessarily due to coronavirus. Yeah. And also a huge difference, I would say, too, between Josh Luber and Scott Cutler as far as, you know people go i don't know much about the, he's, uh, he's a he's like a professional ceo he, he didn't come in as like a sneaker guy mm. i think he was like at like Ticketmaster or something like that they yeah. brought him in to help get the company like up over like the bump to have an ipo potentially yeah, I, I mean met- that's what it looks like is that they're ramping up for an ipo that's kind of the implications laid out by the input article inputs the outlet who broke the news i met him at that when they got announced uh evaluated as a billion dollar company mm-hmm I was in a private room with him and Carly Kloss, I believe. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, I was talking to Josh, and, you know, it was in the Snark Park, the Snarkacheck texture yeah. thing over on Hudson Yards. Yeah. And they kind of have this, like, weird sort of thing you walk through. So it's all these, like, kind of rooms that are, like, they have, like, uh, fake walls in between them. Okay. And you're kind of, like, trapped in the space. And I'm just talking to Josh. And then he's like, hey, this is Scott. And then all of a sudden, Carly Kloss comes and and I'm just like and like I think her manager and I'm sitting there awkward like I need to leave this like conversation like I'm not supposed to be standing here like talking to <laughs> sweating through your specials. <laughs> he wasn't rich enough for the conversation. Yeah, like they were they were talking about like Carly like investing money in StockX and like all this sort of stuff, which is public information. But I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't mm, be yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't be here right now. That was kind of one of those uh, situations. You guys get mm. any new pickups lately? Um, I'm working on that Double Taps New Balance 992. I, I like those a lot. Very nice. Oh, I bought something. What? 
Would you I, bought something? Oh, oh the bag, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the most wealthy purchase ever. I love this shit. Talk about it. Now that I've like lived a much more uh, healthy lifestyle, when I you know sometimes have a few drinks, I uh, yeah, yeah. make health. I make uh, smarter decisions, but they're absurd decisions. And I end up buying a Bulgarian bag, um, which, <laughs> which the, is listeners who don't know is like it's it's basically like a sandbag that you throw around like a kettlebell. But they're made like in Bulgaria and out of leather, and they're super expensive. Um, and I spent three hundred dollars. Did they give you free out. shipping? Uh, no, I paid like, dude. I think they they shipped it from Bulgaria. I, it actually comes from Bulgaria. Yes, like it, it's not just a Bulgarian bag. It's actually like produced from, by a guy. Yeah. yeah, Ivan Ivanov, the most Bulgarian yeah, makes, name of all time. Honestly, makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to come in today, by end of the day. So we need a video. We need an unboxing for sure. I bought some new Casablanca gear too. I'm a big fan of the brand. I talk about it all the time, but I'm I'm hyped for that. Spent a little bit of money. Joe, what about you? Some more StockX acquisitions. I don't know if we mentioned it. I got the Union 180s delivered. They are a little yellow but I'm so happy to have those in my collection. We did mention it, I think, last week, and there is conflicting reports if they're going to collapse or not. Yeah. But, uh, did right, you put them on your feet? I didn't put them on my feet yet. I got no place to go, but um, we'll see. Speaking of collection, though, you should go on YouTube.com and watch Joe LaPuma's sneaker rotation. Oh, thank you. Uh, hold on, hold on. Not Joe LaPuma's sneaker rotation. The Webby Award-nominated oh, wow. Joe wow. LaPuma. He's up for another one. Thank you. Joe, what is the category? Best host? The category is best web personality and host, which I'm honored to get nominated in. And, you know, some stiff competition, but two years in a row getting nominated. Uh, just thankful for everyone for the support. And how can we support you? How do we stuff the ballot box? You just go to webbyawards.com. You could search my name and vote there. So appreciate yeah. everyone's vote. And um, woke up to that this morning, and it's a good morning. You also did the NFL draft. NFL draft was fun. Rich Eisen, the legend. It was basically a, a revolving door, and Guy Fieri was right in front of me, and I was like, oh, Guy's on. Like, he was on the show, and yeah. I was like, put me in, and they put me in, and as soon as I got in, Guy was leaving. But, uh, you devastating. know. Devastating. Yeah, it was, it was devastating. And then the next night, I'm on my couch, like, ready to go to bed. And Khaled is live and patches me in the IG live. Oh, so I saw that, yeah, me yeah. and Khaled, me and Khaled went live, and he was you know talking that talk and talking about his As new he house. Does. He's yeah, he's like copped new houses since we were last in Miami for Assad's first birthday, and he was like, we need to do like a four three city like closet tour. So if that happens once we're out of here and allowed to travel, and maybe stuff, before Ramadan ends, we can link up for him. With <laughs> Big Iftar or something like that. So that was fun. Khaled is hysterical, man. Let me tell you something, Dunn. This what? guy, GM of Sneakers, still in the weeds. He's been screen recording. You are a master screen recorder when it comes to that stuff. We got to get the footage, man. I don't even know how to screen record. Is it easy? Yeah. No, it's very difficult, just in case a performance review comes up. And, you know, I want that to look like, a, <laughs> like an elite-level skill that I've acquired. <laughs> So funny that Dave Matthews said uh, DJ Greg Street is in ATATF. False. He's in ATF. Big difference, oh buddy. My God. <laughs> Chuck Slack. Ah. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. He probably thought he's like in the ATF. Oh like, my God. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. It's funny. One of those old G Rock videos, I think that they're referencing that, but G Rock is like, now, what is ATF? Because there's some other... Yeah. It's not the other ATF. Those videos were the best. Franillations. What was it? Sneak Geeks? Remember him? <laughs> Wealthy has crazy Sneak Geeks stories. I interviewed Sneak Geeks two years ago, Joe. 
for people who don't know sneak geeks like og sneaker youtuber legend unboxing like early shoes but i uh I interviewed him and he like went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Oh, um, did he? Did he get rich off of it? I think it went down. But so he bought in at Bitcoin. And I don't know like the actual numbers, so I don't want to put them out there. But he yeah. bought it when it was basically like pennies, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was at the point where I think a Bitcoin was like $10,000. So he paid like $10 for it or whatever. And then now I don't know if that's the exact right. number, but he resold one pair of his Yeezys and bought Bitcoin with it wow smart before the boom before the boom so he made like a million dollars basically off of the flipping the yeezys into bitcoin didn't he used to take the shoes and inhale sniff sniff them <laughs> it can't be good for your brain cell all those fumes over a period of months years the only bitcoin experience i have is my man mark fernandez who used to be the director of sneaker <laughs> shopping we went into uniglo once and he paid for a t-shirt in bitcoin <laughs> I have some Bitcoin stories, but too many to get into here. But one thing I will tell you is my current Bitcoin assets stem from the Eagles Super Bowl win a couple years ago where I was going in with a friend and we both laid like 400 bucks and then they won. But my friend had just moved, I think, from California to New York. And so he couldn't cash out on the app because the address was in New York and it wasn't a legal thing for him to be doing sports betting. So they said, we can give you a payout, but in Bitcoin. So we took our Bitcoin from there, so $400 worth then, and, and just haven't touched it since. So I don't know if I can buy a house or retire or what, but this might be the last time you hear me on this podcast. You got to check that. Also, I didn't know you bet on sports games. How often do you do that? And no one knows about Brendan. He's like not into sports, but like big sports gambler. This is true. Wow. I didn't know that. Ask Adam Caporell. Seems like we caught up. It's been a busy week since we last talked to each other. Today's another good one. Today's guest on the podcast is one of the country's most renowned hip-hop DJs. He began his radio experience as a 16-year-old at a boutique radio station and went on to work in a number of different markets from Alabama, Houston, Dallas, and most notably, Atlanta, boasting a career of over two decades. If you find yourself in Atlanta at 6 p.m., V103 is the only station you need to be listening to. And when it comes to sneakers, your favorite sneaker collector doesn't have what he has. Check the internets for evidence. Please welcome to the show, DJ Greg Street. What's up, Joe? What up, Greg? How are you? Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome, man. Anytime. Me and Greg talk maybe a couple times a year, but Greg Greg Street was one of my first press trips. He flew me out to Sneaker Friends. It's where I met Premium Pete on the on yep. the flight flight to Atlanta. A legendary trip. Oh, it was so legendary. <laughs> Seat to the jail. I was looking up pictures. Seat to the jail. Remember him and yep. Marcus Troy Marcus and Troy. Ronnie was there. And yep. I met I met um I think Rick. it might have been the first time I met Mayor. Yep, Rick Ross was there. Rick Ross, it was at the compound. Oh. Yep. And he was a, Greg was a early, early innovator of sneaker community events that really brought people together. And, you know, for me, I am indebted to him because I've met a lot of close friends in the industry at that place. So, Greg, you know, I, I always tell you I appreciate it so much, but there's things like ComplexCon and SneakerCon, but you were really, really ahead of the curve with that one. Yeah, Sneaker Friends is like an annual event, but it came about because Sneaker Friends was a launch party for showyourcollection.com. That's where G-Rock got the whole idea for the shoe game. That's where the whole shoe game.com thing came from. We still bring it back. Uh, we did one a few years ago when I partnered with uh, the Atlanta Hawks and State and uh, Phillips Arena. And then when they went into construction, we had to put a year off. And that year turned into three or four years. So now we're getting ready to start back up. Soon as this coronavirus stuff is over, 
we got some 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 real big stuff in the makers. I'll definitely be in touch with you, Joe. Love it, love it. Will I be there, Greg? Or? Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, I don't you know got, tickets. All, all I need is an economy ticket. That's it. I don't and, even need economy you, plus or anything. And you know, you, you know, you gotta bring my brother Trinidad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Nick James. You, yep, and, and Nick I saw, James. I saw you on Camp James. There was you oh, did yeah. Camp James back. I did in the Camp day. James like the third or fourth episode. Yep, yep. Shout out to Trinidad. In fact, in fact, you guys had Alan Iverson on the show the other day. You know what was crazy? The condo where we shot the Camp James episode, mm-hmm. the same complex. We was all in the lobby one day with me, um, Wingo from Jagged Edge, Courtney wow. Seals, and Alan Iverson. They was not hanging out with Alan Iverson. And I went home. I told Courtney I was, I was, I was going to pull up on him. I went home and got my undefeated AIs, both pair, the black pair and the ones with all the colors, and had them mm-hmm. sign them. Yep, he signed them. I saw that online. He signed them in the same building that I shot – it, what Trinidad James Condo was at. Uh, Amazing. Full circle. In Atlantic Station. You've signed uh, the signed Yeezys, too. I know that that's something that always goes around the internet. Like yeah. the, the the signed Kanye shoes is yeah. like one of the bigger flexes. Yeah, that's, that's a big flex. Which pair? What? The Bapes. I got the, ba- I got the Bape sign. I got uh, two of the Louis sign. And the ones, all of the ones. Mm-hmm. And one of the twos. Mm. Greg, where does this sneaker stuff all start for you? Like, how far back does this obsession go? Man, I can remember. I can remember being a little bitty kid when, when you could only buy like real sneakers, like the real fly sneakers. You had to go to the sporting goods store to get them. Mm-hmm. Like Tom McGann had like the their copy of of the Chuck Taylor. They were called NBAs. Remember those? I'm surprised nobody's retro those. Okay. And everybody loved those because they were in the mall. And they had all the colors, and Converse only had like two or three colors, but NBA had like a rainbow of colors. When you walked in the store, they had all the colors. And I remember going to um, Smokey Sporting Goods in Hattiesburg on Pine Street. Across this is in Atlanta? In, in Mississippi. Okay. When I, was a, I was a little bitty kid when the Dr. J's first came out. You couldn't buy gotcha. Like people don't, people don't know, the first sneakers, when the sneakers first became fly, like the first Nikes that went big, like the tennis shoe, they had the mm-hmm. rubber toe. That was canvas with the with the light blue swish. Right. Those shoes wasn't in like sneaker stores. You had to go to the athletic stores where you bought your mm. football pads and your baseball bats and your baseball jerseys. You had to go to those stores to get those shoes. So that's why it's like I really like have a lot of respect for the retailers who really cultivated this whole movement and really believed in and saw something before it was actually a part of the fashion side. When did you first notice it becoming like part of the fashion side? In the mid late eighties, that's when it really started getting really fashionable. When when the Jordans, I remember when the I remember when the like the Jordan ones and the Jordan twos really weren't that popular. I remember when the threes dropped. Easy E had them on the single cover to the radio song. I still have that suit, the parachute suit with the thing on the back. Those threes were so crispy. And um, if any of you guys know about radio, my friend Skip Cheatham, who we worked together in Mississippi for a minute, worked in Mobile. And when I went to Dallas, I brought him to Dallas. He was the program director. And when we was in Mobile, we had all the cars, all the sneakers. This was like 87, 88. We had all the cars and all the sneakers every week when they dropped. I had a brand new BMW 325 IS in, 19, in 1987. In 1986, you got Chicago ones, OG Chicago ones, $34? Yep. How did that happen? $34. They was on sale. They just weren't as popular back then. They were like, you got to think the ones were number to dunk. And dunks weren't really that popular mm-hmm. for as far as fashion. Because they, they was just getting started. We hear, you know, a lot of like the New York 
perspective on sneaker culture, but like what sneakers were like distinctly popular in the South around that time? I mean, all of them. Air Force Ones was popular. Um, the Flights were super popular. Jordans was popular. The Agassiz, the Dion's, the uh, Bo Jackson's. All those sneakers were real popular in the South. Because you still had like Adidas, Puma, Reebok. All this stuff was real popular. Actually, for a minute, because when the sneaker culture started really getting corny, in the beginning mm. when it started getting flaky, I started wearing New Balance. Got it. I started wearing like the 997s. Mm-hmm. I still got a pair of one of the original ones, the Deodora soccer shoes. I started wearing stuff like that. And then right after that, then I got into the SBs, what they were Pro Bs then, got into the Dunks and got into the SBs. That was like probably 2002, 2003. A lot of people don't know this, a guy named Kenlo. If you remember going to Foot Locker, it was a brand called Players University. Remember the Players University t-shirts? Kenlo Jackson, he's originally from Dayton, Ohio, but he lived in Atlanta. He had like the first real sneaker boutique in Atlanta outside of What Wish. was it called? It was called Classic Souls. And him and his partner, actually, a lot of you guys from the music business probably know the name of Jaha Johnson. Jaha and Kenlo was partners in the first store. And they used to go to Packers in Jersey and they would go to New York and buy like all of the shoes and bring them back. Like that was the store where I got my Canada Air Force One Miz with the flag on the side. I still got mm-hmm. like three or four pairs. I actually gave Drake a pair a few oh. years ago. When he came. Really? Just gave them to him? I would be charging Drake. <laughs> They're white with the red yeah. leaf on it, right? I, st- I still got like three pair of them, but they had, remember, the boxes were terrible. The boxes okay. were super soggy. But like Kenlo would go and get all those shoes. Like he had the SBs, the Espos. Remember the Espos, the clear Espos? Yeah. Air Force Twos, yeah. Yep. The Air Force Twos. I got those from there. One shoe that I really, really like are the SB, the soccer shoe. What was it called? Like the FC. Zoom FC, yeah. You had it in the Brazilian colorway, right? Yep. Yeah. I got the green one, then I got the gray, and red was crazy, too. You said that when you would go to Standard on Peachtree, heat was just sitting because not many people were aware back then in Atlanta. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. I can remember, like, when I shot the stutter video with Saha, like, the week before when I went in there to um, talk to Fashad about the video shoot, the Padas, they was on sale. That's crazy. <laughs> Pada Air Max 1. They was in the middle of the floor on sale. And wow. I, just, I, I just bought another pair because I already had a pair. But I knew they was fly because I actually wore the Pata T-shirt that Pata sent me from Pata in the video. So yeah. when I saw the shoes sitting on sale, like, I just grabbed them. I just grabbed the extra pair. Unbelievable. You were saying that they were getting the shoes from New York and bringing them down. Like, when the SB stuff hit, was there still a lot of, like, SBs in Atlanta? Or did you have to search a little harder to try and get the shoes? No, they had stores out here. You had, like, Stratosphere. You had... um Hazard County Skate Shop, which was on the south side. Up north in Canton, Georgia, you had Progressive. And I used to go to all those skate shops. I remember when Tiffany's first came out, I bought Tiffany's for Skip Cheatham. I gave Coach K a pair, because a lot of people don't know Coach K from <laughs> Coach K from QC. He yeah, was a yeah. big sneakerhead too, long really? time ago. Yes, long time ago. He wasn't one of the guys who just got in like Coach back- K was on the SB wave back then. Way back then. Wow. Way back then. Coach K was ahead of everything, huh? Coach K was in the game way back then. Killer Mike was in the game way back then. Mm-hmm. Bone Crusher was in the game back then. Dallas the Austin was in the game back then. But Dallas and Akon was always like all Adidas because they was always the guys who wanted to go left when everybody else went right. Okay. Greg, I want to know, you said you were buying sneakers since the late 80s, getting original Jordans and things like that. But when did it become collecting sneakers for you when you were going and getting two pairs and getting multiple pairs? Because I feel like there weren't a lot of people really, really collecting in the early 90s, late 80s. Man, it was crazy. Like anything that I get into, I really get into it. Like mm, you got to go all the way. I like I ride Harley Davidson's. I got eight bikes. Wow. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? 
I, I fish. I buy eight hundred dollar fishing rods. You're like mm -hmm. just blaze. Just blaze is just like that, you right. guys. We, we, we born yeah. on the same day. Wow, really? Ah. Yeah, we born on the same day. Interesting. That's what it reminds me of. It's like whatever I do, like I, I always buy two or three pair. Like if I go if I go to Bass Pro Shop and they got a dope hat, I'm gonna buy three or four because I know <laughs> I know what I want. When they get old, you can't get anymore. Nobody's gonna have a fresh one. You're going to Bass Pro Shop for the dead stock gear? Is that the new wave? No, I mean some some stuff. You see a hat, you see something you want, and like the other day I was fishing and my gray Cabela's hat, it flew off in the water and it sank. So <laughs> just luckily I had bought three. So it, it wasn't really a big deal. But it's like with sneakers, it was the same way. Like I can remember when Foot Locker in South Decay Mall and Greenbrier Mall in Atlanta was the number one foot rock lockers in the world because guys would come into Foot Locker and buy boxes of Air Force Ones. They would buy mm -hmm. cases of them. Like, give me a case for my kid, a case for me, and a case for my girl. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's how they was buying shoes in Atlanta. So many people was wearing them. That's why I was like, I started wearing... I start wearing New Balance. You know what I'm saying? Because there were too many Air Force Ones. Everybody was wearing Air Force Ones. And then I start wearing the New Balance 998s, the 999s, 1500s. I think one of the things that strikes me the most about you is when you've shown off your sneaker collection is like how diverse your sneaker collection is compared to a lot of people where you see these big sneaker collections and it's always like the expected grails, you know? But like you're saying new balance like i know you have like all like the soul box new balances and stuff like that but when you go through it you have the adidas you have you know fila you have all that stuff like where did your appreciation come from then like being into all the different brands rather than just like the grails that everyone sees at flight club you know it's like if you're really into it into it it's like you look for stuff better than just the normal what everybody is on because Jay-Z put it on or just because Fabulous put it on or because I saw Lil Wayne wear it in a video. It's so crazy that like the sneaker culture now is like people watch a video and I understand the business side of it, but it's like mm -hmm. 
the videos that get the most views are the videos of people who don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I understand, I understand why if you're on a media platform like Joe, you have yeah. to do that because right, right. That's that's how you make money. Me and Mayor have had the talks and like uh Clark have you know, the OGs always talk about it. They get it, you know, it's building audience. You know, for you playing records, I'm sure it's kind of the yep. same. You know it's what I mean? Same, it's the same way. I tell artists all the time because everybody thinks if Greg Street plays my record, I'm out of here. It's not mm -hmm. that it's like you have to understand, people don't go in the record store. Radio stations play these same songs over and over again because they're not stupid. Hmm. People go, when the record stores are open, or if you go to iTunes, you go to Spotify, you go to Tidal, wherever you go, you go listen to music that you want to hear. You don't just go pull up some, some, some music that you never heard of. Right. So it's, it's the same thing. People buy what they have some familiarity with. You mentioned Jay-Z putting people onto sneakers. We have to have this discussion because it's been a big topic on Twitter in the last week. Did you see... The whole commotion about who really started the Air Force One trend. Did you see this on Twitter, Greg? I missed it. So basically, 2015 interview with ASAP Rocky resurfaced where he kind of took responsibility for bringing Air Force Ones back. And the quote was, coming out with the Air Force One thing, I lie to you not. You could ask my manager. It was all premeditated. I said, listen, I'm going to wear these wax sneakers. It was 2011. I said, I'm going to wear these wax sneakers just to test a scene. And, you know, ASAP Mob popularized a lot of trends in the modern space but how it happens on the internet the old clip resurfaced and there was like this debate who kind of started air force ones and then it was asap rocky and then nelly and then jay-z and old new york hustlers and older generation rappers were in the mix too so as someone who is kind of like in the mix and i know that you have two pair of the nellyville air force ones from your vantage point what would you say every celebrity that starts a trend Every celebrity that starts a trend, I'm going to say it again, every celebrity that starts a trend is actually following somebody that's in their camp. Okay. Mm. Okay. That you don't know. Like, for example, with Kanye and Don C. Mm -hmm. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So there's somebody behind the scene with Jay-Z who he's watching, you know, hey, that's kind of fresh. I'm going to put that on and I'm going to do whatever I do to it. That's why I try to explain to a lot of brands, like, was it IBM did a big deal with Dwayne Wade? Yeah. I'm like, you guys go spend these millions of dollars with these celebrities. Like, what kind of influence do you think Dwayne Wade is going to have on somebody buying a computer? Right. Like, some of these people just really don't understand how culture really works. And they've muddied the water so bad, just crazy. Like, when you look at Air Force Ones, this is why I give respect to brands. Somebody had to come up with this concept. Mm -hmm. Somebody came up with this shoe. When you look at Nike, you look at Adidas, the reason why they're so successful, and you look at all these people who talk about the sneaker game is whack, and this person ain't this, and this person not that, and move, 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 and I can do a better job, I can do this, I can do that. Okay, these people are successful first because they have so many original silhouettes you mean the actual brands the brands like you, you know yeah. you hear all the sidebar talk about who this and jay-z made yeah. this popular and who did that and who did this but the brands are really the people who put their neck on the line came up with these silhouettes and put this stuff out and people gravitated to it and it wasn't a quick process they weathered the storm they was dealing with coronas virus COVID 19 way back when they created this shit yeah, you know COVID seventy two. They, they was they was COVID seventy two. They yeah. was they was COVID eighty five. You know, so uh -huh. I'm about to come out with this and put my life savings into it to take a chance to see if the athletes first are gonna like it. It wasn't even about the fashion. Right. So when people talk about the artists, because I can put you guys up on some game. Please. 
Go back to the first interview with me and ASAP Rocky. I put him onto the sneaker game. Oh? Go back to the first interview before he had any Adidas, before he had really? any deal. Go back to the find. I don't, I don't even know if I have it. Go back to the first interview because Rocky's my guy. And we were mm-hmm. talking about sneakers. This was before he did the photo shoot with old boy. What's his name? Jeremy Scott. Before all that. This mm-hmm. was way before all that. When he first came out, he came to V103. We kicked it. We still tight. And I was telling him about some different sneakers and some stuff that I was getting him. You know, some stuff that he needed mm. to have if he was really going to be in this game. This, these are the type of things that you really need to connect yourself to if you're going to be a part of this culture from a real genuine love and a real genuine side. Because you're going to be in an international circuit with your rapping brand, you'll be, be able to get exposed to a whole lot more than the average person. But if you're really into it, you'll stumble up on some stuff that nobody's ever had. Like, I have three pair of plus 41 Air Max. Most people in the sticky game don't even know what they are. And I found out about them because I saw them on a Sneaker Freaker cover and went into mm-hmm. research on them when the magazine first dropped. It sounds like you don't give credit to any particular rapper for really making the Air Force One hot. Is that fair to say? Yes. Do you think Nelly deserves some credit? Because I think Nelly deserves a decent amount of credit in this. Like, Jay-Z was obviously wearing Air Force Ones before that, but Nelly made a whole song about them. And for people who didn't understand the shoe, it was like an easy guide to what exactly this is and what it means. You know what I mean? Nelly is one of the smartest rappers to ever rap. First of all, and he's a great friend of mine and he's a real guy. So you got to think, see, like Jay-Z is a, a great businessman, but sometimes he overthinks. No, he's a businessman. He, 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 and, and sometimes <laughs> when you're a businessman, yeah. and you focus on that so much. Sometimes you screw yourself out of a lot of stuff that you don't attach yourself to in the right way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to organically bring yourself into a situation and then that situation will evolve into the business, man. You know what I'm saying? Nelly made the song. He wasn't really thinking about Nike going to give him a shoe or Nike going to do a deal with him. He did it because he knew everybody was in the Air Force Ones. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to attach myself to this brand, to this silhouette, right. and I'm going to create something around it. Nelly is one of the smartest rappers. I mean, next to Drake, there's a few of my favorites. Nelly, Drake, Snoop, Jay-Z. Is it safe to say when we look back in the history books and if we tried to write like an objective truth, you know, of like, what made culture move? Do we say that Nelly was the one who, I know we said there's always people behind it, but was Nelly the one who started the Air Force One boom in the 2000s? Nelly is the reason why guys was going to the store buying cases of Air Force Ones. He is the reason because he put it- Mainstream. Not just mainstream, you gotta think. He put at least a $2 million campaign behind it. Mm-hmm. Got with it. The amount of reach with that song, like gigantic. For Nike, it was probably a $10 million yeah. campaign. But also, Rocky definitely influenced a whole crop of younger people, I'm sure. He also made people wear Air Force One mids, which is weird. That's like, that's the weird part about it. He has crazy influence. I still have my canvas mids brand new in the box. Mm-hmm. They had two pairs. That was probably like 96, the red canvas mids. Rocky is an influencer. For sure. You have to understand, it's a difference between being an influencer and being a creator. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, people got to understand how to draw the line. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. Like, Nelly created a movement behind a shoe that had a buzz, mm-hmm. which he influenced. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, same thing with Puffy and Surratt. Surratt was around years before Puffy became part of the brand. Right. So it's like some people have influence, have enough influence to take certain products to a whole nother level, but it has to start somewhere. 
it has to start somewhere. And it started with somebody in the lab saying, okay, I know I can create something. I'm just not just going to talk about, I'm going to come out with my own sneaker. I'm going to create these silhouettes. And hopefully through a course of time, these silhouettes will become legendary. Right. Really, really mean something. Right. One thing I wanted to talk about, like influence and creating. One story that I saw about a Grammy Nike dunk that you had the idea. And then a year later, John Mayer wore it on stage. What was that about? Well, what happened was me and Clark, we did an event for the Nike Air Force 25, okay. the, 20, mm-hmm. the 25th anniversary in, in, in LA. And that was kind of like during the time when I was still doing Air Force Ones, but I was more into the dunks. I wanted to do a dunk because mm-hmm. the party was during Grammys. The Air Force One party in LA was during Grammy weekend. Got it. I wanted to do a dunk and they was trying to promote the Air Force One and the Air Force One Two. The Air Force One Two was the big push right. during the Air Force 25 anniversary. This is 2007. Right. So um, they made us these crazy Air Force Twos. I think mine had headphones all over it. Okay. Because we was doing the Beats by Dre stuff. And Clark's had Grammy trophies all over it. And um, <laughs> But I wanted to do the dunk. And they was like, well, we can't do the dunk because we're doing the Air Force 25 anniversary. And then the next year, Grammy weekend, John Mayer wore the dunk that they created for the Grammys on stage. which was. Did they steal your idea? Well, you know, Nike's... <laughs> <laughs> Nike is a double double edged sword. It's an incre- talk about it. It's an incredible company. Yes, you have to give them their credit, but they are definitely the greatest thieves of all times. <laughs> when did you start realizing this? Long time. I'm gonna tell you when I really start realizing it. Me and Mayor Clark went into the Nike studio and did some shoes. I can't remember what year it was. You mean like the Nike Elizabeth Street store, the yeah. early Nike ID store yeah. in New yeah. York yeah. City? You were yeah. super early on that. I remember you had some Air Max turbulences from the ID. I love that silhouette. Wealthy didn't like it as much as I do. That shoe was from a different thing. That's, it was no Nike ID lab then. Okay. When Nike first launched Nike ID, we did the promotion at V103. That's where that shoe came from. Got it, got mm. it. It was, it was years later after we went to the store. But okay. when we started going to the store... And uh, Izzy was in the store. Islington was in the store. Israel Mateo. Yep. Yep. Cur- so currently a Jordan brand. We was creating all of those Air Force Ones with the denim. Mayor did the ones with the Levi's. I was supposed to do a pair with the denim, but I never sent my jeans in. Way back then, I wanted to do the Fragment Denim Air Force One. Ooh, okay. And, I, and I, never sent the, I never sent the jeans to Izzy so he could do them. The whole Denim Air Force One thing, if you remember the shoes that they posted on Hypebeast that I created, the Dodo Bird leather with the gum soles. Mm-hmm. And then they start coming out with the white Air Force Ones with the gum soles. And they do what they do. You know what I'm saying? And you, you got to respect it because, you know, it's their product. They own the product. So Right. But you've benefited from this relationship, too. Like, how did you start being able to get all the most limited stuff? I mean, we've seen videos of your collection. You have everything. But you don't just have everything. You have three pairs yes. of everything. Dizzy Rascals. I spent a lot of money. Did you? <laughs> is, it, is it that simple? Because a lot of guys like to pretend like they have some secret codes or they know everybody. But I appreciate that you're just kind of being upfront. Is that what it is? You just spend the money? Nike has sent me a few pair of shoes, a few. But they've never sent me like anything super crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Mm. When the Dornbeckers first came out, they used to give mm. us those. They gave me the twos. They gave me a pair of threes. They didn't give me the fours. I bought the fours. They gave me a pair of sixes. I can count the amount of shoes that Nike has given me probably on one hand. Out of really? Greg Street not getting the crazy free no. Nike packages like that? No, 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 no. But you've gotten gifts from artists and stuff. Does any stick out? I mean, like, I know Pecos gave you the Black Album Air Force Ones. What in that vein gifts have you got? Uh, Pecos gave me the Black Album Air Force One. 
Two Chains gave me the Versace okay. chain reaction. Where were you getting like the Def Jam S dots and the Street Team Def Jam S dot Carters and things like that? I got the Def Jam S dots from Def Jam. The first, okay. yeah, I got those from Def Jam, and then I bought a pair. I found a pair. They probably see them right here somewhere. I bought a pair actually off eBay about six months ago. They was like just sitting there for the low low, like for a hundred dollars. Wow, brand, wow, brand new. Like that's actually how I got the um, the Kanye S dot Carters. I was watching this listing on eBay, right? It ended like at three o'clock in the morning, and I was in the club. So I went. <laughs> I was in the club. The club was, it ended like three thirty. Club closed at three. I went in the mm. office and I'm watching it. I'm watching the listing. You're not gonna believe this. The listing was at like two fifty. Okay. But it was at three in the morning. Nobody was paying attention. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I got them for like three twenty-five. Like these shoes, are like four grand. Wow! <laughs> you had the bid sniper or anything? in the club yeah. watching the listing. And see, a lot of people be like, you know, fakes. You'll get fakes on eBay. But if I'll take a chance on two hundred, three hundred dollars for a shoe that's worth four grand, it not being real. Have you ever gotten beat on fakes? Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. What was it? One of them was Adidas. Uh, I tried to get another pair of the black ape skates. The suede mm -hmm. was the one, the one of one hundreds. The one I sent, Joe, mm -hmm. I sent Joe my pair for a photo shoot once. But I tried to get another pair, and they was fake. And long, long time ago, before Paul Rosenberg gave me my Eminem fours, this dude was just complaining about not getting free sneakers from Nike, and then he goes on to say Paul Rosenberg <laughs> sent him the Eminem Jordans. Yeah, Paul doesn't. He didn't work for Nike. Okay, what about like Dizzy Rascal 180s? And, I, bought the, I bought two pair. I got two pair of those. Okay. I got the ones in the friends and family box. Every shoe that's attached to music, whether it's a DJ or artist. Mm -hmm. I can remember when Deftone Dunks was on eBay for like for like $800 and I didn't get a pair. I was like, oh man. And I should have got them. And I always knew I should have got them. All this extremely rare stuff in your collection. I hope people are Googling all these shoes because I know some of our listeners don't necessarily know the history behind every single one of these pairs. Is there something that you prize above everything else, Greg? Is there like one grail shoe you have that took you a really, really long time to get or anything like that? The Kobe Big Nike MVP. That's one. Because okay. uh, there's a girl here in Atlanta. You probably heard of her. She had a big blog site called SandraRose.com. Yeah. Okay. Yep. She actually put up a post when the shoe came out. Said, I bet Greg Street can't get these. And I got two pair. I actually, me and Polo. <laughs> you said challenge accepted. Yeah, me, me and Polo would be in the studio every night. And I knew he, Polo the Dunn is like the biggest Kobe Bryant fan on planet Earth. Like, okay. he, and him and Kobe was cool. I bought a pair for him and I bought a pair for myself. You talked about your love for Nike SB. What do you think about, you know, the current uh, resurgence of Nike SB due to people like Travis wearing the shoes? I love it. I think Nike knows the potential of a lot of these brands that they kind of let just fall to the side because they know at any time, just say Jordan has a slump, we can come put some air into SB. If SB mm -hmm. has a slump, we can put some air into Air Force One. If Air Force One has a slump, we can put some air into Air Max. They and, already have air. Yeah, a little bit. And if, if, Air, Max, <laughs> if Air Max take a slump, we can put some air into um, phone posits. Nike and Adidas are so successful because they have so many silhouettes. I tell Wex all the time at Adidas, like at Adidas, they don't put enough energy into, and I know it's a German company and they, mm -hmm. they, they so big globally that I don't think they really put enough energy into the different silhouettes that they have. In old silhouettes or new silhouettes? The old ones, like some of the old yeah. ones. Because they have an archive. They have yeah. a gigantic archive, yeah. a bigger archive than Nike. Yeah. Greg, what's the status of your whole sneaker collection right now? Like, do you, where do you store all this stuff? I heard you had sneakers in your pantry instead of food. Is that right? No, that's a lie. 
No, they, that Greg. Only, who says that? They, uh, mayor. I some of you, yeah, mayor May, says that. Yeah. Mayor, true or false? Is there food in your pantry or are there sneakers in your pantry? There's sneakers everywhere. You got insurance on all this stuff? What are you, the feds? No, but I think it's such a big question for people who have a bunch of shoes stored up and not yeah. necessarily a thought process around how to protect them or what happens if there's a fire or something like that. You know? They burn like, up. <laughs> how many sneakers are you still buying a week, Greg? It just depends on what comes out. Like, I think right now, I fish in my black Yeezys. I just bought the 900s. I'm fishing in those. Okay. I'm fishing in the utility 500s. You're really big about this fishing life. Is this a lifelong passion for you? I've seen on his Instagram, and you're definitely wearing, like, heat to fish in, huh? Yeah, just the Adidas, the black utilities, and the new 900s. He's pulling up to Cabela's like it was Walter's. <laughs> Besides the fishing sneakers, has there been a certain Silo or a certain brand that you're feeling recently? I like that Dwayne Wade shoes, like a collaboration he did with Rick Ross. The Lee Ning joints, really? Yeah, yeah. What's the most absurd thing you've done for a pair of sneakers? Call Mayor and tell him to go to Mercer and get them. You had Mayor <laughs> run into the store for you? Yeah. What was it? The Pat Air Max. Greg, you, you see like a lot of, you know, younger Atlanta rappers, such as, you know, Yachty and Offset. Do you think they're giving you a run for your money when it comes to sneaker collections? Or Well, I have a different philosophy when it comes to that. Like, Lil Yachty's coming to my house this week because he wants the A-Towns. Remember Ken Lo, I was telling you about from uh, Classic Souls, he actually mm -hmm. created a shoe back then. It was called the A-Town. It was like an Air Force One, and it had the A on it, like the cursive, the lowercase cursive Braves A. Okay. It was on a shoe. And I, I'm like the only person that still has a big collection of them, and me and Yachty wear the same size. So he's actually coming to my house to get a pair. Make sure he wears a mask. We got him. <laughs> Yeah, Yachty has a lot of rare sneakers, and how do you feel about, like, consignment shops where, like, a round two where you can find super, super rare sneakers, and even, like, the consignment shops that we have in the city where coming up, it seems like you had to dig a little to find things, unless you disagree, and Standard on Peachtree really had all the rare stuff. I was a part of it, like, when it first started bubbling. I know Demani, the guy who owned Flight Club, who started it. Right. And, um... The man, when he used to go overseas, I used to actually have him buy me the Fizu jeans because over there, the Fizu jeans, they had the paint on them. Okay. And they had the red tab on the pocket like Levi's. But they, could, they couldn't sell them in the States because Levi's has a patent on that red tag. Being anything mm -hmm. in the seam of the pocket, you can't do it. Interesting. The Manny, uh, Chris, uh, Ken, the Asian kid that worked in there. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we was all tight. Like, I spent thousands of dollars thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars at flight club any sneakers stand out that you were buying from there i bought all types of stuff out there like people like people who was talking down on the sneaker game who actually talked down on the sneaker game now who don't because they don't understand it they mm. never flew to new york and saw the lights yeah mm, so yeah. they don't really, they don't really understand it. like sneakers sneakers for us is was bigger than the stock market like i might have a few thousand dollars invested in my collection, but I could probably sell it six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Right. You think? I mean, you got to imagine a seven pair autograph Yeezys is worth, is worth what? I'm not disputing. I just want to know the number. I don't know. I don't, I've never really put an actual number on it. How did you first meet Demaney? Because he's such a legendary figure and we've talked about it on this show before. I was spending so much money in the store online, just buying stuff. And then I, you know, I knew people that knew him mm -hmm. and Chris. Chris Vidal. I bought some stuff from Chris. Do you miss those days at all, Greg? I mean, they're still here. What we have to do is like, we got to push the envelope with these brands. There should be a complex sneaker. You guys should be able to go to Nike, Jordan, Adidas, Puma, New Balance, whoever, and say, listen, we want, we want to do a pack. Mm -hmm. We want to do one shoe from each brand. Talk about it. And put them in a pack. Yeah. One of the things that I always did with sneaker friends, if you notice, I never aligned myself with one brand. Even mm -hmm. like when, when Adidas sponsored sneaker friends, 
it was still Nike's Pumas and everything on the poster. And I had to make them understand in the calls that we were having about like, listen, I can't, I don't want your money bad enough to just put your stuff all on my poster and all over everything that I'm doing. I think that was the downfall of Soul Collector. They got so in bed with Nike and Jordan, it messed the whole thing up. Was that where basically the magazine was heavily featured, Nike yeah, and Jordan? Everything, it, was, everything, it was a Jordan issue, it was a Nike issue. It was like, right. uh, what about Adidas and Puma and New Balance and all this other stuff that's going on? So I think with sneaker friends, I always made brands understand when they was a sponsor, like this is not going to be a Puma event. This is not right. going to be, even though, like, Adidas Adidas even did a shoe. We did a Sneaker Friends shoe. So, like, this is not going to be an Adidas event. One thing at Sneaker Friends crowded, I remember at the compound, and GLC was there, and I accidentally bumped into him, and he, like, had a drink, and it spilt on him a tiny bit. And then I walked, like, I didn't realize I did it. I walked, like, one step, and he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, excuse me, you don't say sorry? And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> but And then the other thing that I don't know if you could end this debate because I always ask Mayor. Mayor says that you saved me from getting beat up by Mayor. Do you know what it was about? He said it was when we went to Charlotte Sneaker Friends, and I didn't even know that there was any static. You was going to beat him up. No, no. He was going to beat me up. He was, and Mayor always says, DJ Greg Street saved you from a beatdown. And I'm like, what was it about? And he was like, ah, I don't remember. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't remember. But I, my whole thing with people when they get upset about different situations, mm -hmm. You just have to really look at it from both sides of the table. Like everybody don't see what you see when you're trying to assess something right. from your side. You got to try to look at it from all angles to try to figure out what's going on. I'm so mad we can't solve this myth about Joe almost getting uh, I know there was stuffed into a locker by Mayor. There, there was definitely static there. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen to Joe. Uh oh. If he comes back to Atlanta and shoots another season, and don't call me. I'm gonna beat his ass. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fair. <laughs> Here's That's the thing, fair. Though. That's fair. Here's we the thing. should. We, we do need. We do need an update because all those old G Rock videos, the shoe game. Yes. Big shout out to G Rock. I love that dude so much. Longtime supporter. And to be honest, sneak peek also. Yeah. yeah. Sneak peek, George Keel. But um, absolutely, you were right. We need to go to Gus's. I remember Sneaker Friends was the first time I was in a W hotel. I thought like I made it, and it was all because of this guy. He had the ill hookup at the W hotel. You still have that hookup? Yeah. Yeah, it's right, it's right. It's in the same building with the radio station. Oh man! You see, you see, you see what he said? I had, I had him at the W Hotel. Yes, he did. On a nice flight. Make yep. sure he was straight. There's a producer on this call who won't chime in, but his name is Dave Matthews. He's my producer. He's from Atlanta. He was very excited about this. You have my word. We are taking you out to dinner next time we're in Atlanta. Let's do it. Yeah, I think it, it, it's funny. You mentioned George Keel. I think the fr first time I met him was in 2013. And I don't know how your name, Greg, got brought up. And he was like, dude, do you know how big Greg Street is? He's like out in Austin. He's like, that's all everyone listens to. Like the music like stretches like that far. And like, I didn't, you know, I, I saw your name on the internet, but I didn't realize how big your impact was across the South. And artists, like when they would come through Atlanta, they would like stay with you even, right? Is that true? A few of them, yeah. You had to clean out all the shoes in the, in the guest room and set, <laughs> set some vintage orange Nike boxes aside. That's another house. <laughs> wow. You and Mayor got too many houses, man. No, you never get too much property. Greg, before we go, you know, you talk about watching eBay listings and things like that. How much of that stuff are you doing currently? Are you still doing that to this day, watching eBay? Are you looking at StockX? Are you looking at consignment? When I talk to PJ Tucker, he's like, I'm hitting context nonstop. I buy a lot of stuff off of StockX. I buy a lot of stuff. In fact, my boy Dane from Detroit, he was actually the uh, promotions person over there for a while. 
Okay. But I buy I buy a lot of stuff from StockX. Um, I still watch eBay listings sometimes. I don't watch them as much as I used to. I used to stay on eBay for hours. Look at that. You like a ten and a half, Greg? Yeah. Let's talk. What you need? What you need? S- send me ad- tell Joe. Send me your address. I'm gonna send you some. Uh, hey, wow. I'm gonna tell you something. You want me to tell you something crazy that we didn't talk about on this? On this. Let's we'll, go. We'll close it out with this. Yes. Joe called me right, and he said, "Greg, I got a friend of mine that I want to bring to Sneaker Friends." I said, "Cool, bring him." Who was it? Who was it? You forgot? Hold on. There was a friend of mine. I gotta guess. Ronnie Feig. Ronnie Ronnie Feig. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Think about that. What year is this? 2007, 2006 or so? It was either eight or 10. He was there and there's pictures online of him at Sneaker Friends. Man. If you talk to Trinidad, you you were Trinidad all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not interested in being famous. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be the guy rich they can walk to the mailbox with the furry house shoes on and nobody knows who he is in the neighborhood. Mm. But like XXL just re- recognized the 48 greatest DJs of all times. I was on that list. Amazing. I'm, all, I'm always in the top three on the source power 30 DJ. So I get my recognition, but as far as like all the hype for everybody to know and everybody to know, yeah. you know, Michael Jordan, like you got kids now who's never been to a Michael Jordan basketball game, never seen him play, but they know about the Michael Jordan sneakers. Like, mm-hmm. do you really want to be that guy? Absolutely. Well, you're definitely uh, certified by everyone in this industry, new and old. And this was definitely a box that we had to check for you being a guest. And we can't thank you enough for taking the time with us. And next time we're in Atlanta, definitely taking you out to dinner. I've said it a few times on this podcast, but I really think of Sneaker Friends so fondly. And it was early on in my career where I made these connections and happy to chop it up with you a decade later. I just want to say, before we get out, I had so much fun going back, watching all those old G-Rock videos, like I said, the shoe game. Mm -hmm. You know, he deserves so much credit for all that stuff. My video was the first video of like a show your collection video on YouTube. There we go. We got to close the circle. Absolutely. Greg, thank you so much. Stay safe. We will see you soon in Atlanta. And again, from all of us, we can uh, thank you enough for doing this. Appreciate you. Our producer is Shiva Bayet. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Dave Matthews and Jennifer Stewart. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is part of the Complex Podcast Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 